Welcome to Logical, the UE's first and still the only regular legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL Yamalava and Plethka. And as always, here is the managing partner, uh, Ludmilla Yamalava. Nice to see you. Good to be here with you, Tim. This time, it's a press release... And these are a string of words, but you'll understand why this is important in a moment. It's from the National Anti-Money Laundering and Combating Financing of Terrorism and Financing of Illegal Organizations Committee, based in Abu Dhabi. It was made available last month. Now, the title is this. The UAE delivers a progressive and secure regulatory ecosystem for virtual assets with strongly aligned supervisory controls for market growth and investor protection. That means, Ludmilla, I guess, regulation of cryptocurrency, transactions that happen in a virtual realm, which of course is good news. But I wanted to just ask you before we get into this in a little bit more detail, traditionally, historically, two years or so, three years or so. Long time um, ago. <laughs> exactly. What has been the UAE's stance towards cryptocurrency? Well, Traditionally, as you said, time time is a very fast-moving concept these days, especially when you talk about technology uh, and in the UAE as well. So I, I think as um, in the last two or three years when crypto became more of a, a routine concept uh, in uh, sort of in our speak, <laughs> uh, the UAE has been very encouraging and very embracing of cryptocurrency. Uh, unlike so many other jurisdictions. And so on the one hand, it's been um, welcoming and encouraging uh, at a sort of a public level of uh, virtual assets technology and investment, uh, including uh, virtual technology and cryptocurrencies and uh, of and, and, and professionals uh, in that industry. So it has been encouraging. Uh, and yet, uh, I guess one of the, um, it's still anything to do with virtual assets and crypto, uh, cryptocurrency in general is, uh, is kind of a heated and debatable subject. Because on the one hand, um, the reason it's so popular is because it is decentralized and, uh, and it's, um, uh, an anonymous and, uh, it's, it's had a highly technologically, uh, D- developed uh, and uh, so that's why it's kind of cool and it's but most importantly because it's decentralized right it's not regulated so what what makes it cool is it's not regulated mm-hmm. what it makes it so desirable it's not it's not regulated but on the other hand in order for it to become a mainstream commodity or a business concept uh, of a developed society, it or almost it, it needs to be regulated in order for it to be a mainstream uh, commodity. Uh, so, um, uh, so on the, so while the UAE has been, uh, at a high level encouraging and welcoming of cryptocurrency and virtual assets, on the other hand, from the regulatory and legal, uh, standpoint, uh, for obvious reasons, because it's a fairly new technology still, it was, the, the legislative framework was still being developed and is still being developed. Uh, so the enthusiasm and excitement is there, but in practical terms, what does that mean? Do we have the substance to rely on in order to really attract and make use of of anything to do with virtual assets or sort of businesses. Uh, and uh, we hear this from a lot of our clients. They, they're excited about the UAE's excitement and enthusiasm about virtual assets as an industry on the one hand. But on the other hand, in practical terms, okay, they come here and they um, um, set up shop here, but can they actually trade with cryptocurrency, for example, um, the way that um, they wish? And, and that is 
where the legislative foundation is required. Right. But things are changing, aren't they? We've got a cabinet resolution that came into force in January. That's building on similar measures that were introduced last year. We've got VARA, which is the Virtual Assets Regulatory Authority. And we've got now as well a number of free zones starting to spring up where you can feasibly see a future, a crypto future, if you like. Indeed. And there's an interesting um, angle because on the one hand, yes, there's um, there's a few free zones. We can talk about them shortly. Uh, there's a few types of uh, licenses that have already been available in different other free zones, um, such as, for example, proprietary crypto trading licenses. Um, so these kinds of options are starting to become um, available. However, ultimately, we're still, all of these businesses still relying on the traditional mainstream banking system, right? So let's yeah. say if you have currency, if you have cryptocurrency somewhere and you're trying to bring this cryptocurrency into the UAE, okay, well, you can transfer into your U- while being in the UAE into your crypto wallet, but what can you do with this money, right? You still ultimately need to kind of rely on the traditional banking system to be able to, for example, convert that money. Uh, first, first of all, open a bank account, right here, and then convert that crypto into cash, into money, into local currency, right? So that is where there's the legal framework is required uh, in order for these businesses to really take hold here and develop and continue to invest uh, and continue to grow in the UAE. So and as far as the mainstream banking system is involved, that's been obviously there's been a lot of resistance. um, And that's because the, the main the mainstream, I guess I'm using these words broadly uh, and um, and kind of and loosely at the same time the the banking system uh, views virtual assets and cryptocurrency with suspicion uh, so therefore if you have a crypto license and you want to open a bank account in the UAE as well because it involves a traditional bank uh, they're very skeptical and suspicious <laughs> about opening up bank accounts for anything to do with crypto and that we know from firsthand from our uh, many clients who are in the cryptocurrency and virtual asset industry um, so for example to your earlier point okay you've opened up a cryptocurrency trading uh, license here a proprietary trading license in the UE in one of the free zones okay well you open you have a license and you can kind of operate but now that company should have a bank account and the banks here for the time being will not touch it will not open a bank account for you if they hear anything or see anything about cryptocurrency so so that's that's basically the practical nuances and um, perhaps inconveniences uh, and um, shortcomings I think if you will of the system and that's just because it's, it's very new still but the, these are real life comments and, and, and feedback we're hearing from our cryptocurrency and, and virtual asset clients but why is the, the traditional banking system so resistant to the idea of um, of opening a bank account and letting cryptocurrency uh, businesses or crypto or virtual asset blockchain te- technology businesses here to um, uh, to have a bank a bank account? Well, and it's again at a very very high level, a very sort of broad stroke uh, terms. It's because it's it's uh, in legal terms it's considered to be high risk, right? Okay. And it's considered to be high risk because it's deregulated and decentralized 
you know, historically. So what the UAE has done with this press release is that it acknowledged uh, and that and acknowledges that obviously anything to do with virtual assets and related transactions and services are perceived to carry uh, uh, inherently higher uh, money laundering and terrorist terrorist financing risks, and that's due to the decentralized and potentially anonymized nature of their operations. Uh, and this is because of the so the distributed the the, the technological um, I guess the technological basis of of this particular virtual assets industry, and that being uh, the distributed ledger technology that can be deliberately misused. Used to mask identities and with services like mixers and tumblers and on-chain cross-border transactions being concluded in real time and instantaneously. So that's kind of the, the nuances of this sort of technology that make anything to do with virtual assets potentially high risk because it's decentralized, it's anonymous, and it's uh, uh, and it's simultaneous. So um, these are the arguments that are used to perhaps question and uh, treat cryptocurrency virtual assets with caution. But on the other hand, but what the UAE acknowledges that they, that does exist, and this is why cryptocurrency historically and traditionally carries that uh, reputation and as being high risk. On the other hand, the UAE states that um, the same technology can be used to its advantage, right? The same sort of underlying the blockchain technology can be equally used to make the entire transaction chain fully secure because it is inherently immutable and deletable and traceable. So, in, in simple terms, well, yes, there are risks associated with the the, uh, the very nature of virtual assets. But on the other hand, the same t- underlying technology being the blockchain technology also can be served to make sure that uh, to protect and, and trace any of these uh, transactions. So, in other words, technology can be used to make this, the virtual assets, secure. And But how do you do that? And so the UAE has basically stated, and this is the announcement, the press release, is that that the UAE now deems virtual assets as being, as far as the UAE is concerned, as fully regulated. And so this is really key. And that is the country says that we, for as far as we're concerned, uh, anything to do with virtual technology, virtual assets, uh, rather, uh, has been classified as fully regulated um, by the Ministry of Economy and the Anti-Money Laundering Department in particular. Uh, and this is because, according to the ministry, uh, the UAE has created a regulatory ecosystem uh, for virtual assets, which, on the one hand, synchronizes the country's federal and local regulations, um, uh, and uh, and at the same time, aligns supervisory and enforcement levers. Well, maybe it sounds like a m- mouthful, but what it really means is the country says, well, we know the last several years different emirates, different economic zones have kind of led the way in terms of encouraging and welcoming and developing uh, cryptocurrency and virtual assets, uh, options and opportunities such as licenses, free zones, uh, transactions and um, and such. But it, but it has been done a little bit in a decentralized way, right? So let's say Dubai has had, as I said, mentioned earlier, has had options for cryptocurrency, the proprietary cryptocurrency licenses for businesses. But that's in Dubai in some of the economic zones, not all. Uh, Rasahema recently issued its very, actually first uh, and dedicated, fully dedicated digital and virtual assets free zone. 
and it's called the Digital Assets Oasis, which was established just uh, by Russell Hema, law number two of 2023. So very recent, very mm. new law. Uh, and this particular free zone is reported to be the world's first and only free zone uh, that is set up exclusively to host digital and virtual assets companies. Uh, I mean, think about it. So this is really kind of history in the making, if you will. Uh, and this particular free zone plans to operate in kind of this new and emerging sectors such as metaverse, blockchain, or blockchain, utility tokens, virtual assets, wallets, NFTs, and other web three related businesses. And uh, according to this Teresa law, which is the digital assets uh, oasis uh, uh, free zone that was established and that the law is number two, again, of 2023. It's important because it is, you know, I'm not making this up. This is in the law. Uh, and so this, this the digital assets oasis free zone has been granted financial, administrative and legislative independence. Again, first of its kind, and apparently at least by accounts of, of, of the Rasahima authorities, this is the first in the world a dedicated virtual assets uh, free zone. Uh, and um, it also will be affiliated with the Department of Future and, um, and obviously subject to other uh, laws in Rasahima. Well, this is as far as Rasahima is concerned, but this is only one of the Emirates in the UAE, right? And then, as you said, there's also VARA, the Virtual Asset Authority in Dubai. Uh, and so, and then we had these specific crypto trading licenses. But so what the UAE is saying now, okay, so well now the, we are, this, this virtual assets industry is considered to be regulated because we're taking all of these different regulations, local regulations, such as Dubai regulations, Russell regulations, and federal regulations, and we're synchronizing them into one. So we so we synchronize the countries with a federal and local regulatory landscape on the one hand, and, and equally so with supervising and enforcement authorities that will all be centralized and regulated in a in a cohesive manner. And so this is what will give uh, the UAE the ability to um, to regulate uh, virtual assets. And uh, the way they're doing it is they said that this is based this this ecosystem they're creating. Uh, is on the one hand supposed to be, you know, like it's, they guess you don't want to go backwards and kind of make it so, so heavily regulated, uh, that to become basically synonymous with the traditional banking system, right? So it's saying, hey, listen, we're making it progressive and secure at the same time. And we're able to do this because we are, have, have drafted, uh, in collaboration with the UAE Securities and Commodities Authority for investment purposes and with the UE Central Bank for payment purposes, we've drafted this very comprehensive and detailed guidelines. So it's called it's these special guidelines that uh, ultimately uh, make this, you know, this industry a regulated one. And these guidelines um, uh, further qualified the previous, as you said, pre- previous UE cabinet resolution number 111 of 2022 on regulation of virtual asset activities and services providers in the UAE. So again, this is a federal law. So, so now there's these new guidelines, the comprehensive set of guidelines, which, um, uh, at a high level, which, uh, um, set out supervisory controls to ensure the market growth on the one hand and investor protection on the other with the ultimate objective of operating virtual assets with agility and yet mitigating and managing risk associated with virtual assets. In other words, you know, in more simple terms, is the UAE has 
has looked at the different initiatives and efforts uh, that have been done at individual kind of local levels, at individual emirate levels, and has now bringing all of, I guess, of those ideas, initiatives, and lessons, and creating a, con- a, a, de- a centralized, comprehensive set of guidelines uh, that give the country the confidence and security to um, uh, to deem virtual assets as a regulated industry and therefore start creating and offering options to the business community uh, on that basis, which in what I would say in, in more practical terms means that soon we should, with these kinds of regulations being implemented, as, as time goes on, we should be seeing more appetite for, for example, for traditional banking systems to start transacting with uh, virtual asset businesses that are based in the UAE, uh, uh, which we don't have right now. You know, we've got, as, again, we have the excitement, but we don't have the practical ability for these businesses to actually conduct business in the UAE. So now the hope is, and I guess the theory is that with the UE designating virtual assets as being fully regulated because of this kind of ecosystem, legal and business ecosystem, um, that uh, we would see more uh, cohesion and more perhaps uh, uh, cross-border uh, collaboration between the different types of authorities, including the banking sector, uh, to allow virtual asset industries to kind of flourish here and have the practical ability to to do business and grow. So that's one unifying framework, really, that we we now see here in the UAE. So if you live here, you can own cryptocurrencies, you can deposit, you can trade them. Um, If you want to operate a cryptocurrency business, you need an appropriate license, but you can do that. The central bank hadn't previously recognized cryptocurrencies or recognized them as legal tender until now. And, you know, with the banks starting to come on board, I know First Abu Dhabi is very progressive in virtual terms. And I think the other banks, uh, it's a matter of time until they all kind of fall in line, I guess. Is that, that's the hope. Uh, well, and that's the hope. And that's the right. idea. Because until now, there's just been a lot of kind of excitement and, and, um, individual efforts, initiatives. Uh, but with this announcement and with this, the introduction of these guidelines, uh, the hope is that now, and now ultimately the UAE officially designating virtual assets as a as a regulated industry that we will see a more practical and business options available to virtual assets industry that are that are similar to those that are available today to other types of industries uh, so I mean that's the hope and the, the reason this will be possible is because of the underlying legislative framework that's being put in place to basically protect and investors and the community and and at the same time encourage uh, encourage flow of new ideas and new technology into the country. Okay, that's another edition of Logical Virtual Assets Law here in the UAE. As ever, thanks for watching, listening, or both. And thanks to our legal expert, managing partner at Yamalava and Plethka. That is Ludmilla Yamalava. Thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. Find us at Norway Law, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and YouTube. You can find all our podcasts at lylawyers.com. If you'd like your legal question answered in an episode of Logical, or you really want to talk to a qualified UE experienced legal professional, click contact at lylawyers.com.